0: It is Tuesday, May 24th, and you are listening to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are joined by national analyst Cooper Patagna on this episode to break down the performance... And some recruiting talk on the number one prospect in the 2023 class, Arch Manning, who just had his spring game last weekend and also announced that he has been scheduling three official visits. He will begin his tour of schools with Georgia on June 3rd, that weekend, followed by an official visit to Alabama on June 10th, and then wrapping up the the trio of official visits in the month of June with the Texas Longhorns on June 17th. But Cooper... Before we get to Arch Manning, I want to ask you, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, man. I just, uh, you know, New Orleans is home for me. So it was a a trip home. It was really nice. Got to see my brother and spend some time back home. And, you know, where Arch played, uh, believe it or not, I actually grew up only a handful of blocks away from there. So pulled into my childhood house, put my stuff up and walked over to the stadium. It was pretty nice
0: excellence in new orleans louisiana arch manning <laughs> the number one player in the country and cooper Patagon going back home and you know kind of putting a stake on the ground and saying hey this is my territory arch uh probably not the highlight of your trip obviously to see arch manning but we will discuss uh his performance is he still the number one player in the country after what you saw in that controlled scrimmage environment
1: i believe that and, and i'm even more convicted now after seeing him this was my first time seeing him and you know, I think for me, just seeing that live exposure, I got there an hour before practice, and writing an article right now, but just kind of seeing the way that he interacted, the way that he went about his preparation, and then how did that really kind of flow over to, to the field and what was his on-field presence like, his, his command and how he really interacted with his teammates. So seeing that complete picture, which I think is more what you take from, from being in an environment like that. I still think there's going to be questions about the the level of competition that he faces. That's not going to change this year, uh, just being at a, at a two-way school like Newman. But he was on, man. He was super crisp, operating the pocket. I, I thought his feet were calm. I thought... He was very poised. He had a complete command of the offense that day. And I think for him, it's just, we've seen that over the last three seasons. Now going into season four, we want to see him continue to kind of elevate his team and take the next step. They had a couple performances last year that I think were some head scratchers for some people, but this looked like a guy that had played three years of football. Physically, everything was there that you were looking for. And on that setting, in a spring game, on a Friday, He looked really good, and he looked the part as the number one player in the country.
0: You know, it's interesting. We were talking about Nico Yamaleava a a couple of weeks ago, right? His performance at the Elite 11 regional in Nashville, knowing that the spotlight was on him, knowing that everyone's eyes were glued on what he was doing uh, on every throw and every drill going station to station. And when you're Arch Manning, when you carry that last name, when you're the number one prospect in the country, when everyone wants to know where you're going to school, it might be maybe a bit difficult to get lost in that, right? For a 17 year old kid, for a player that's heading into his senior season, and to hear you discuss maybe his demeanor right, and his moxie and the way he carries himself, I think it's pretty optimistic for him to be able to carry that weight of being the number one prospect, of being a a Manning, of being a quarterback, being that guy that everyone looks to as perhaps the best prospect in this 2023 class. It's got to give you a a sense of optimism, right? If you're one of these coaches that is recruiting him heavily
1: and he had a crowd there too you know uh, texas alabama georgia lsu were all in attendance there too so he was doing it in some in in some pretty good company as well and look he looked very comfortable and you try not to overreact right i said the same thing about niko am gave uh really in a limited sample size limited setting uh but you had to be very pleased very optimistic with not only the way that he played on the field but it, you know for me right this is my first time seeing him in person you know the expectations that surround Arch Manning. A lot of it coming to his last name and him being the number one player in the country, that is a lot to deal with, especially when you put that on the shoulders of a 17-year-old. To me, I saw a very focused individual from his preparation in the beginning of the game to to his execution throughout the day. Uh, And then I saw a very normal kid after it, after it was all over. So I think all three of those things, you come away pleased with what you see. And obviously, it's going to be a very different setting once he's playing in front of 100,000 plus people somewhere in the SEC in the near future. But good start nonetheless.
0: Coop, we've been diving into his film now for for a couple years and closely analyzing him and closely comparing him to the other quarterbacks in this class. Is there one trait that maybe pushes him ahead of the others in, in terms of when we are differentiating him between the Nico Yamaleavas, the Malachi Nelsons, the Dante Moores, the the Jaden Rashadas of this twenty three class,
1: I think it's the the skill set. Obviously, all these all these quarterbacks bring something different to the table, something unique uh, that has put them in this position. We have four quarterbacks within the top ten. I think with with Arch Manning, you look at him; it's a complete physical tool set uh, that he has at his disposal. But on top of that, the intuition. And the flow of how he plays the game, the tempo, the, the ability to play under control, make quick and timely decisions and play with accuracy under pressure. I think for me, those are the things that really kind of stand out. Those are the things that elevate some of the top quarterbacks on Sundays, some of the top quarterbacks on Saturdays. And we've seen that, you know, like when, when you look at a, a, a skill set like a Tom Brady, that's really what elevates a player like him, something like a Joe Burrow. And yeah, those guys compensate in other areas, but it's, it's their master class of ability to be able to slow the game down, process it very quickly and make good decisions somewhere from eight to nine out of 10 times. I don't think Arch is at that level yet, but we've seen that over the last three years. I'm really looking forward to seeing him this year because I think he's got his best football ahead of him.
0: Yeah. Very controlled, like you mentioned, and taking a very controlled approach with his recruitment as well. Very methodical, but we do have some clarity now has those three official visits that I mentioned, kicking it off with Georgia, then Alabama and then Texas heading into the backstretch in the month of June. We will take a short break, where we continue our discussion on the number one prospect in the 2023 class. Arch Manning, you're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. Welcome back. 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Angulo joined by National Analyst Cooper Patagna. And Coop, before we continue our discussion on Arch Manning, you have a show every Tuesday that you guys shoot live. You and Andrew Ivins, our colleague at 24-7 Sports. And that conversation is then relayed onto this podcast on Fridays in this feed. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more in case they are not aware of, of that really good content hour that you guys provide every Tuesday?
1: Appreciate the plug there. Yeah, it's on 9:30 uh, a.m. Central Time every Tuesday, and and really, Andrew and I just kind of break down the the current recruiting lines of everything that's kind of transpiring in in the world of of recruiting week by week. We try to stay current and relevant. Uh, also, try to to get the l- listeners involved. We've got a new segment called High low Casino, uh, which I think a lot of fans can kind of air their grievances on the recruiting rankings, which guys are too high, too low. And then Andrew and I have to defend that position. But uh, you know, it's something that's only in the early stages. I think we've only been doing it for two months, but i I think the network's got some really cool stuff planned with it, and and we're certainly excited about it as well. Do we have a name for it yet? We do have a name, Uh, you know, we're still working with uh, a buddy, Trey Scott, in terms of the finality of that, uh, in terms of of, of when we can actually put that out there in the public. But we do have a name. Yeah, keeping it under wraps. I like it. I, it's I think we're waiting on a logo too. So uh, I think we're pretty big league now.
0: There must be something in the water in New Orleans, right? The,
1: <laughs> with all the secrecy going around. You know, they actually have boiled water advisories in the, in New Orleans. So that's actually, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of things in New Orleans.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of secrecy. So yeah, stay tuned for that. The show will be named soon. Um, and obviously a logo will come out and great stuff there with Cooper Patagna and, and Andrew Ivins and, and a player that I know you guys will continue to discuss on. Those Tuesdays is Arch Manning. You mentioned before we hit record on this on this show that AJ Milwee, the quarterbacks coach at Texas, was a shadow at this scrimmage. He he was shadowing Arch Manning and kind of keeping those close quarters with him, analyzing his every move. And when you look at the order of the official visits, Texas being last has to mean good news for the Longhorns, right?
1: Yes and no. You know, I think it's a, it's a two-sided question. I think if, if Arch were to choose today, and this is this is speculative, I, I think there's a high level of comfort with all three of these programs, Alabama, Georgia, Texas. I think for me, it would probably come down to Texas and Georgia. And I think Texas has done, to their credit, everything right to put themselves in a position to land Arch Manning. I think what's next for them? We talked before the show, me and you, Blair, about finality. Right and now, arches is, is potentially could make a decision. That's to me. That's what those OBs say is going to try to get the decision done before the season starts. I think that would be ideal for him. But the level of finality, if you were to commit to a place like Alabama or Georgia, two programs that just played for a national title versus a team that just went five and seven last year in Texas. I think that's different, right? So if he commits to Texas and let's say next month or, or early in the summer, is that really over, right? Is Arch Manning really going to sign his name there come December? That's a lot of time left for a program like Alabama or Georgia or maybe anybody else to make their move. And for me, Texas still has something to prove to to Arch Manning. They have to go out there and show that they are trending in the right direction. And I think they have to go out there and show that they can be competitive week two against a team like Alabama. And Arch Manning has to know that he's going into a very stable organization. You know, and and you say you start talking about these teams and kind of, you know, doing a pros and cons list, you know, one of these is not the same, right? Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, and then you start talking about the track record. You start talking about the success. You know, to me, that's all going to play out. Now, you know, whether Arch decides to, to go to Texas, you know, I'm not shutting the door on anything. And I'm not trying to rain on Texas's parade, but they have to go out there with the one, one program between these three that is not on solid footing or foundation. So to say that this is going to be, you know, open and shut, If he decides to commit to them, I think that'd be silly.
0: I do feel like there is some jostling going around a number of times right, with, with various recruitments. And with this, this one being as methodical as it's been, as in-depth as it's been, it's been so thorough, right? He's taken multiple visits to all these schools. It seems like very calculated and there's a lot of research going on, a lot of conversations. I'm not sure that the order of visits matter, but I, I do feel like there is a sense here of like, okay, you're going to go here, you're going to go here, and then you're going to come to us and, and check us out. And there might be some visits during the season. There might be places that he gets out to during those fall Saturdays, right? Where he's able to go out and check out some game day atmospheres again and, and and really get a feel for for the the vibe within the locker rooms at these programs. Dating back to your time in recruiting offices, did you have a preference? Did you want to have the first visit? Did you want to have the last one or, or did it just vary on on the recruit?
1: It varied on the recruit. You know, you look at a guy like Arch Manning and he's he's different. How is he getting to, to Texas? How is he getting to, to Tuscaloosa or Athens? You know, we've seen him. I think he he's got the resources and and obviously he can he can hop on a quick flight and get there and that's no issue, right? Which is part of a reason when you start to evaluate this over the summer versus evaluating a prospect that really doesn't have those resources and has to rely on a university to pay their way. For an official visit, that last important becomes very important. Now, in the case of Arch Manning, you know, in terms of the accessibility to the places that he wants to go, that's not going to be an issue for him, even throughout the season, right? So, you know, he's been to, to all three of these programs multiple times. He's had multiple exposures to all three of them. You know, I guess in the sense of, if there were some questions that still needed to be answered, maybe after he makes a commitment or maybe if we get into the fall and he still hasn't, I don't think that's going to be an issue for him whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I do think it's it's super interesting. I was discussing it with Deuce Robinson, the number 1 tight end in the country last week at his showcase out at Pinnacle in North Phoenix and he mentioned that he he's even looking at what Arch Manning is doing, right? Like they're looking at the potential ramifications of where he might end up. And, you know, oh, by, by the way, Deuce Robinson is considering Texas, Georgia, and Alabama, also very high on USC. That's where my crystal ball is right now with the Trojans. Um, but keep an eye on that one because Arch Manning has that pool. He's a household name in recruiting. Every recruit seems to know and want to know where he's going to end up. And uh, I think that's the the other domino about this right like not only are we waiting for the dominoes to fall within the quarterback i guess stratosphere right in terms of the recruits but also every other prospect that could potentially join one of these classes will then immediately get a huge boost because it it adds another appeal it adds another layer to to the process and this this recruitment specifically carries so many different angles that uh it, it makes it one of the most Fascinating ones that we've seen in, in a long time.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it, and I kind of, you know, I've been writing about it here, putting an article together. But I mean, you know, there's so many different dynamics that go into evaluating Arch Manning. But I, I don't think people really truly understand that. I think there's the, the fan opinion that says, okay, this guy's propped up because of his last name. And then it's like, okay, well, you strip that away objectively, right? You have to balance subjective versus objective attributes. He's still exactly what you want prototypical of what you want seeing him in person six foot four and change 215 pounds plus can make every throw on the field he's athletic you know deceptively and to the point that you you have to respect him as a runner as well and then you add in the fact the manning legacy and it is important like people are like well you know because he's a manning well yeah you have to take into consideration that his two uncles have four lombardi trophies between them and they're both hall of famers and his grandfather I mean you're talking about the royal family of football i think you'd be stupid not to not to consider that right and you also have to be careful not to loop him into that category right now right. Um, so there is one of that the most, knock
0: right where people wonder if his name was arch thomas or arch you know smith like would he still be the number one prospect in the country
1: right and I get it and it's a very viable questions and I like I said I think there's there's a lot of vibe, or not a lot there's a couple viable questions like his ability to elevate the talent around him I can tell you this it looks like his offensive line all four of the, the four to the five guys came from Willie Wonka and the chocolate factor you know Oompa Loompas <laughs> no disrespect to them but that's how he was and that's who he's playing with he had four or five drops I've seen that throughout the, the season I'm not making excuses but when you start to look at the context and you look at the big picture and there's certainly areas of his game that he needs to improve. But if we were to go down the list last week or two weeks ago, we talked about Nico Iamalieva. It's there with him too. It's there with Malachi Nelson. These are 17-year-olds. They're not complete products, right? So they're not perfect. Every every single one of these prospects, regardless of position, is going to have some type of flaw or area of improvement in their game ahead of them. You know, so and to me right now, and I know I'm kind of ranting here, but it's like, they have to be it right now. And I don't see it that way. And and I think a lot of these guys are going to be able to come in and, and contribute immediately if it's the right environment for them. Uh, but in terms of Arch Manning, there's certainly areas of his game that he can improve, but he's already pretty damn good, you know? And and I think you got to balance all that out when you're looking at it from 30,000 feet.
0: Super fascinating stuff. And and Coop, I think I know what's in the water in new Orleans. It must be Willy Wonka's chocolate river. <laughs>
1: that's that's it if we're talking about oompa loompas my poor guys over there i'm not taking a shot at, at newman or the greenies man i'm just telling you like you go out there and you're like okay you know you start to you start to kind of see it a little bit and it's like no wonder he's running for his life you know yeah
0: yeah well interesting stuff and right now running the world of college football recruiting and running it for us cooper patagna cooper thank you so much for joining us Thanks, Blair. Appreciate you, man. All right, that is national analyst Cooper Patagna. Remember, you can catch him every Tuesday live nine thirty Central on twenty four seven Sports Twitter feed as well uh, on this Twitter or on this football recruiting podcast feed every Friday with Andrew Ivan. So for Cooper Patagna and our producer Lance Glenn, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of the twenty four seven Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.